1: I'm locked, I'm locked up, up in memories
0: They all intertwine The memories living In my mind I know tomorrow Cause
1: that dawn will come You will
0: never know What you've
1: done Good evening, everybody, and welcome to SCAN, Stop Child Abuse Now, show number 3084. And SCAN is a production of NASCA, the National Association of Adult Survivors of Child Abuse. Before we begin the show, I'd like to read the NASCA mission statement. We have a single purpose at NASCA, to address issues related to childhood abuse and trauma, including sexual assault, violent or physical abuse, emotional traumas, and neglect, and we do so with only two goals. One, educating the public, especially as related to helping society get over its taboo of discussing childhood sexual abuse, CSA. (coughs) Excuse me. Presenting facts showing child abuse to be a pandemic worldwide problem that affects everyone. Two, offering hope and healing through numerous paths, providing many services to adult survivors of child abuse and information for anyone interested in the many issues involving prevention, intervention, and recovery. And sorry, I have to turn the page. Um, my name is Annie Margis, and I'm one of your hosts tonight here on the SCAN radio show. I have with me Toria, and I have our special co-host guest, Bill. And I'm going to read an introduction to Bill, although if you're a regular listener, you probably know about him because he's our founder Okay, tonight's show is a &A Q&A call-in discussion with a survivor professional using an open mic forum. We feature a survivor professional co-host who will field topics brought to the episode by you, the listener. Tonight, the special co-host is Bill Murray from Los Angeles, our founder. Bill's recovery is 12-step based and spans some four decades sexually abused by numerous clerics, all men, between the ages of 11 and midway through high school, a minor seminary, he was also the victim of prepubescent pornography and even a two-week kidnapping. Bill was graced to have found Alcoholics Anonymous when he was 30 years old. The program not only helped him get clean and sober, but also gave him a place to give up his secrets and the tools by which he's recovered. He firmly believes one can use the 12-step process to heal from child abuse trauma and to find a way to a comfortable life. On these episodes, we welcome various co-hosts, survivor professionals who assist in fielding questions and lead a variety of topics suggested by our call-in participants. Their trauma-informed perspective as survivor professionals will help them guide discussions on the issues of child abuse, trauma, and healthy human sexuality that spring from questions and topics brought to us by our listeners. Everyone is invited to engage on tonight's show. Please visit the NASCA.org website. That's N-A-A-S ca.org, And the phone number for you to call in tonight is, as it always is, 646-595-2118. I'll repeat that, 646-595-2118. Please call in and share your story with us or ask a question or make a comment, and you're what the show is all about. So please call in, and Victoria will answer the phone and say hello to you. Okay, and now I'm going to say hi, Bill. Hello, ladies. How are you? Hi. I'm good thanks. I'll I'll turn it over to you, our special co host
2: guest. Oh, and don't, abandon me. Me. <laughs> don't abandon me. Don't abandon me. Oh I'm not me. abandoning <laughs> you. Oh no, no.
1: Um,
2: yeah, everything's good. I'm um I'm I'm still a little tiny bit sick from uh Christmas week. I didn't have a good Christmas. To be honest, and Christina and I were both sick, and so she didn't have a good oh. Christmas either. But uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna do better in the new year, I think. <laughs> um, you know, and today I was I hosted the uh, Zoom recovery meeting recovery group uh-huh. uh, that we run. So I've been staying busy. I also have had a problem uh, booking um, guests. Uh, for the stop job news now show this show because um well it's hard during the holidays to begin with but also I want to I want to make sure people understand that, that that um this is a really great way especially if you're new or if you if you haven't told your story in a while it's a great way to um uh, energize yourself uh I just read just now a uh, uh an email that was sent to, uh, to, to us that, you know, describes how, um, how grateful this person was to, um, to have been uh, on the show and, and how much they got out of it. This is not uncommon, uh, but people forget that. And, you know, we don't do these shows. Uh, another thing that's uncommon is we forget that we don't do these shows for us. We do these shows for others. Um, in fact, I've posted a couple of times on Facebook a kind of a, a promotion for uh, hoping to get some new guests, and the title of it is, you know, Help Us Help You. It should say, Help Us Help You Help Others, you know, because that's, that's how it works. We have a, a process by which any of our members can Participate. In fact, you can participate every night because you can always call in as a uh, panelist, and um, and in doing so, you really uh, impress uh, on someone who's never told their story before that if you know if Bill can tell his story, maybe I can tell mine, for example. And um, that's all it's about. You know, we're 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 just a group of people who are uh, have common experiences uh and um we're actually a fairly significant percentage of the population which is unknown by by most of the other part of the population uh and you know we um believe in giving back it's part of many of us anyway as part of our own uh healing and that is part of what a big part of what NASCA is you read it in the in the mission statement there uh Hope for healing <laughs> and education, and those are the two two things that we do here. We don't, um, you know we know <clears throat> we don't do this for ourselves, we do this for the community that we serve, and I frankly think that um, you know other people have helped me along the way, and i don't I won't even remember who most of them are that long ago, especially in early recovery. But th- but there were hundreds and thousands really o- along the way now, who have been a, a, a some small part of my recovery, and I hope that I've been a small part of at least a few people's recovery too. That's how it is, you know. So um, I'm glad to be here tonight. I don't share what we're going to talk about. I hope that I hope that people will be calling in. I, I it's it's hard to get people to to call in these days. Um, I started to say it's also hard to get guests. Uh, but um, it's it's you know we want more participation I guess because I'm um, I'm worried that I'm not worried but I'm concerned let's put it that um, you know the energy is, has has dissipated to some degree for many of our members and we have thousands of members but we don't have thousands of participants who are actually active uh, we have um, you know a, a, a core group. Uh, that's very active and a group outside of that that's somewhat active and then we have a group outside of that that's really not active at all uh, But I can't tell how many of those are actually getting something out of it, so that's fine But I would like them to put something back in and as they say the enthusiasm level has dropped uh, It seems to me and I uh, I want people to um, To uh, Come back in and, and participate in the uh, in, in the uh, panels. If if you've not done a, a guest shot, uh, which is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, a guest uh, slot. That's another thing to really consider, because uh, we do these shows. We do the shows five nights a week, but three of those five nights—Monday, Wednesday, and Friday—depend on uh, new guests. For each of those nights, uh, and they tell their story. It's basically it's an interview-style show uh, where the guest is uh, is led, hopefully gently led, uh, in uh, through their story, especially if they're new. And we do have quite a few who are newcomers. In fact, tomorrow night's guest, for example, is new. Uh, and you know, I'm I'm going to host tomorrow night, and so I will make sure that I. Present um, the opportunity for this person in a gentle way, and I, you know, I know already that if if there's a, a point at which uh, embarrassment arises or or, or disassoci- a a, 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 a like the likelihood can happen when it's a newcomer that they're they they do not want to tell that part of the story if you ask a question. That's fine. But this is not the Jerry Springer Show, as I used to say. <laughs> this is yeah you know so we we're we're gentle with each other and uh it's just not it's we we uh, as hosts and of course the two ladies here know this you know we we try to be uh very gentle with each other and we try and direct the show in such a way that we can get in uh a little bit about the you know the story of the of the abuse certainly but then the story of the trauma uh, after that, and then finally, the story of the recovery of the person, and what you know what they're doing today. So, it's um it's a challenge to get people fresh people to come in uh, and do these shows. So, I had I had can a I this in, no? where, What can I jump in? Can I jump in quick right there?
0: Um, when yes. when I first got asked to do the show, I was really nervous because i had wasn't sure what the whole blackjack radio show thing was either you know it was something i never knew about and uh, i was really nervous but um yeah coming on i felt uh, very comfortable and uh, um you know it, it it goes pretty quickly you'd be amazed and uh, yeah everybody was very very nice and uh, it it turned out to be very well it turned out to be very well for me because Um, it took away a lot of the shame that I was feeling just by speaking out my words and saying it out loud, what happened. Um, and again, like Bill said, you only need to share what you feel comfortable with. Um, if somebody asks a question and you don't, you don't want to answer it, you don't have to, you know, it's, it's, uh, you're, you're in control and, uh, that's something a lot of us never had. So I like, you know, um, yeah, definitely not the Jerry Springer show, but not. But also not just um, badgered with questions or anything. Um, you get to share what you want, and I've been on several shows. Well, probably more than that, but um, yeah, it. Every time I've been on, it it goes a little bit deeper, and uh, you know what happened. And for a lot of people, they they uh, they have big gaps in their in their life where they don't remember anything. And uh, we even had a guest on last night who um, was saying that she didn't remember years between 7 and 12. You know, and sometimes I think, um, because that's the way I was too. I had big gaps in my story. But the thing is, is that, you know, you don't have to do it perfectly. And that's how our memories come back sometimes in, in pieces. And, you know, you share what you can. And uh, there's no implication of even do anything perfect we're all just um you know we're all just people and and we don't have to do it perfectly
2: so i wanted to throw that in I, I don't think anybody ever does it perfectly and we keep learning no. and we keep if other things come along but you know mm-hmm. our um our stories don't I, I i agree with what you said and i want to emphasize it our stories don't have to be complete you know before we uh, uh, before we um Tell our story. In fact, it's in telling our story uh, that the um, that the that the person uh, kind of starts to learn about themselves. It's a, it's amazing. For some people, it's like a light bulb moment, and for others, it, it's not necessarily a light bulb moment. But what it, I think, for all, almost all of us, it is a lifting of a burden, whether it's a complete burden or not. There's a lifting of a burden, and it's a good experience for most that you. At the end of it, you know, wish it was a little longer even. I've heard that many times, you know. (laughs) When we have um, guests who originally said 90 minutes, I can't talk for 90 minutes. Well, first of all, you don't talk for 90 minutes because you have hosts and co-hosts and and panelists and so forth. And you, you hopefully the hosts, well, I know that they are because they're trained here. Our hosts are great, and they know how to lead the show and the person um, through uh, enough information so that they can tell the basic story in the 90 minutes, and they're they're almost always surprised when you tell them that. Uh, well, we got 10 minutes left. They can't believe it, you know. <laughs> go yeah. So quick. yeah, it goes quick. <laughs> I also
0: I also want to mention too that if uh, any of our listeners um, know of anybody who is a survivor or a professional um, that. That might might know somebody that would come on the show or give us suggestions as well any of the hosts or or bill of uh, people that we might be able to have on um uh, that can help add to our list of uh contact people that that we could contact uh You don't have to do all that we can contact them and uh give them the information and and up
2: the shows with them and we're um we're looking for that i mean we we want new people too, but we also i also tell you. This is not a one-time thing. If you choose to tell your story, um, you are going to be invited to come back, uh, perhaps in a few months or a year or so, to to, to, um, catch us up with wherever you are today. And a lot of people, there's a significant growth that happens, um, you know, after they tell a story. So you'll come back and you'll continue your story or you'll update us or whatever it is uh, and...
0: You know, we're, we're really grateful for that. So, yeah. Oh, So you're not fully up to the wedding. I'm sorry, go ahead, Cynthia. I'm
1: sorry, I, I didn't catch what you said, Victoria.
0: No, no, I was just asking Bill's help, but go ahead. You had a question.
1: Um, well, I was just going to suggest that we talk about New Year's because it's coming up, and it stresses me, and I have a lot of mixed emotions about it—both joy and sorrow—and don't feel anything at all sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to—I'd like to start talking about that if we could. And I'll repeat the phone number again. Please call us at six four six five nine five.
2: 2118 Yeah, that's a, that's what really we'll talk point. to us, talk to us about your anticipation yeah. and we'll that's right. And we'll start that way, Annie. I'm
1: sorry, talk to us about what?
2: About your anticipation for this holiday coming up and how it scares you or or you don't like it or whatever it is. And we'll get started that way. Okay. I'm not I'm pretty comfortable with it. Okay. To be honest, at this point
1: well, let's see. It's, for me, it's always a time of measuring, you know, getting the tax stuff together and measuring how the year went and looking at my writing and how much I got done and, you know, just different areas of my life, just evaluating it. And for most of my life, I felt, sure, in my own mind, the way I looked at myself, I didn't feel like I was living up to my expectations and um, I don't feel that way now, but I still have the memory of that end of the year feeling of dread and kind of hopelessness that I used to have. It's a memory. Now I don't dread it. I look forward to another good year and, um, and I have made resolutions to uh, make it an even better year. And, and this uh, year I did pretty okay on my resolutions. Not great, though. But I tried.
0: <laughs> trying, that's that's the most important part. Um, and I was wondering um, if you could just talk a little bit about, because it's, it's a big leap from going to, you know, um, hey, I really didn't do anything, and I'm being down on yourself, cut. Uh, to, you know, accepting that um, you know, we have our limits, things come up and and like you said, I did the best I can. And to tell you the truth, that's mm-hmm. no more we can't do no more than our best. You know, and we need to give ourselves a pat on the back. So how did you get from that that dread to um to to feeling good about yourself, about how the year is ending in the future and looking forward. You
2: know
1: Mm-hmm. It, so it took years words. It took years of recovery yeah. i spent I spent many years um, in peer-to-peer groups, twelve-step peer-to-peer groups where people talked about the child abuse they endured and their solutions to feeling better about themselves <clears throat> and and um, so i learned I learned to share my story and I learned to see that other people suffered too. I wasn't the only one in the universe it happened to. and So that's what I always tell people. That's probably my my number one healing modality was sitting face-to-face in groups of other child abuse survivors. I recommend that.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I used to hate the end of the year because I would look back and you know, um the things that kind of came to mind were all the downfalls you know all the you know all the things I didn't accomplish that I really thought I would and uh um but I realized that i mean, I hadn't set realistic goals, you know, I mean, when things change in my life or you know I hit a wall or try to climb over one or get around it or under it or whatever it was you know um i i now I look back in in uh Go, wow, I made it through this and I made it through that, which I never thought I would, you know. I have a, um, a thing called a God box, and when I struggle with something, I put it in there and give it up to my higher power. And uh, um, at the end of the year, I like to look through that and uh, look at the things that I thought that I would never get through, you know, and go, hey, that was a huge problem that I thought I would never get through, and I and I got through it. You know, and just the fact that every one of us is still here um, is a miracle in itself, you know. I mean, for many of us, just getting up in the morning, or for me, I should talk about me, just getting up in the morning was like I had to start going, gold star, you got out of bed, you know, because I would sleep two to three weeks at a time. And I could not get out of bed. Mm -hmm. I could not shower. I could not do anything, I had to force myself to eat, which I still struggle with. You know, I mean, these things don't, these behaviors and these patterns and stuff don't just disappear. We make little teeny steps towards our goals. And sometimes I'd feel, you know, I'd make three steps forward and two steps back or four steps forward and one step back. And, you know, but the thing is, is I'm, I keep going forward. You know, every morning I wake up and set an intent for the day and I do my best to accomplish it. And I'm not as hard on myself as I used to be, you know. And, and so looking forward to resolutions and stuff, I try not to put a whole lot of weight on doing that because a lot of times I just set myself up for disaster by, by planning to do something that, um, that I haven't been able to do in the past, you know. So if I can just make little, little or smaller goals throughout the year, to me that, that seems to work best.
2: That's my, yeah, and, you know, don't we um, don't we self-sabotage an awful lot of time because we ask too much of ourselves? I do, yeah, or I used to. yeah, so, yeah, and I guess I still, I still do, but um you know, uh, for example, when I was I had a business and I um, prepared you know for the day, I would write a list of things that I wanted to have done by the end of the day. On a big legal pad, for example, <laughs> you know every time I did something, I'd put a check mark in front of it or whatever, and i'd look at that thing at the end of the day and there'd be a few check marks, but there'd be so much that wasn't checked up and I used right. to just go, Oh my God, well, look at how much I have to do starting tomorrow you know it would, <laughs> it never got results so uh, in recovery i I discovered that i am much better off to um, to uh uh, to 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 give myself credit for the things that I was able to do, and you know, just pass on to the next list the things I wasn't to, but give myself credit for the stuff I was able to do is the point. And yeah, you know, I I um gave myself I I used to say it was a mental gold star, you know, and I actually yeah. Yeah. I actually used to use that image as a. With the people that I sponsored and so forth, because I knew if it was bothering me, it was bothering them, you know. Yep. Uh, and and a little mental gold star for each individual thing you did right or fairly right today, you mm-hmm. know, uh, including mm-hmm. stuff like I ate okay today, gold star, you know, that matters. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll say it uh, out. I'll say it out loud,
0: and if it's something that was really hard or. I got through a really hard moment. I would I would literally give myself a hug because I, I you know oh. I start thinking well, nobody else is going to run in the door and give me a hug for doing this you know or for making it oh. through this so I'm just going to hug myself you know and instead yeah, yeah. of doing just a to do list I do a to done list and when I do something yeah. I actually do write it on another list and I put a smiley face a star um, a heart something in front of it you know. And and so it's my to-done list. And so at the end of the day, that's what I look at. And the next day, and, you know, instead of um, scribbling out what I did, I just put one line through it and look at what I didn't get done the day before. And some of the stuff is just like, well, I don't even need to do that, really. You know, I'm not putting that on today's list, you know, the next day.
2: Well, I mean, there was so much that I didn't do. Yep. <laughs> You know that uh, it was it was talk about depressing. What, you know, wouldn't you yes. be depressed about that? I was. You know, yeah. Oh, I was totally depressed. And then that I was had failure.
0: I had lists right. of I had lists for lists to find the lists that, for lists. Yeah. So yeah. it was like I couldn't keep nothing straight. Right. You know, and prioritizing. I went to day right. treatment, and they gave us this piece of paper. It said, "Write down the most important things." You know that you need to get done tomorrow, and it had 10, you know, 10 big spaces. And so we all got done right our list, and, and whoever was leading it, whatever, came around to look at what people were writing down, and she goes, um, you have 20 things to do. I said, well, there was extra space in between. <laughs> you,
1: know, <laughs>
0: things, I need to remember, you know, because I didn't figure those 10 things was enough. You know, you know, so you're know, going to change a new piece of paper
2: <laughs> Try again. Well, you know, this is an example of um, how we continue to live our lives. It's not just, you know, early on in, in our life. It's sort of the pattern of how we uh, behave, and it's, you know, it is detrimental to our mental health, you know, to our emotional health, you know, that we – Behave this way. So one of the goals is, I will tell people listening, change the behavior. I mean, that's really what it is. Uh, and, and, and if you can change some of the behavior, there's a good opportunity for you to grow. To grow, grow meaning do something different than you used to do. And that gives you at least an opportunity to possibly, you know, have a different kind of life, a more fulfilling life. But if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, as we always say, you know, that's insane. Uh, you've never changed. You never grow. You're stuck in the same place. And you can't even see, at certain points, you can't even see that there's a possibility that there's any other way of doing something. So, you know, this is um, it's quite common that a person in recovery, a newcomer in recovery, uh, will start to find these patterns and it's up to us to break those patterns. You know, we, we talk about even things like um, like setting boundaries. That's a pattern. The, 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 the boundary itself is a pattern, and, or the, the lack of a boundary is a pattern, I should say. And so what we need to do is we need to set up patterns that make us more comfortable because we have limits that we define and we, we tell them to ourselves. Sometimes we have mm-hmm. to tell them to the person we have the, the limit with. <laughs> but but we, um, we appreciate the fact that it's, it's um, not going to change unless we change. And it's not necessarily going to change if we change, I'll tell you that, but it's much, much, much more likely.
0: I used to hate that word change. change. That word change scared me really, really All bad. Right. And so, you know, I was listening to this one meditation thing I like to do and it says, just because something is different doesn't mean it is bad. (laughs) Exactly. You know, that, uh, to me change and taking risks. Um, yeah, I wanted to be able to go out in public. I was scared to death for three years. I stayed inside my house. When I escaped from my biological father, I stayed in my house. My grandparents brought in everything I needed and took out my garbage. And I would not leave my house. And the first few times I left my house, I literally had to force myself out the door and had to talk my way through whatever I was going to do, be it go to the grocery store, you know. And and I didn't really know how to do much. And I was, you know, got into AA and stuff and had a sponsor. and, And she's like, okay, today all you need to do is go to the grocery store, buy eggs and bread, And stay out of the wine aisle because you don't need nothing in that aisle.
1: (laughs) You know, it
0: was like we didn't have cell phones back then. So she says, call me when you get home and tell me how it went. You know, and sometimes we just need somebody to, you know, to say, hey, I'm going to go do this today. It's something different that I'm doing. You know, can I call you after kind of to be accountable? Yeah, I did it. It was hard. You know, I had trouble when I was up in the cash register, having anxiety, getting my money out, whatever, you know, just to have somebody to kind of share that experience with, um, you know, and, and people in NASCA, you know, can can be that, you know, through messenger or, you know, calling or whatever. And again, all our numbers are on the website, you know, if you need somebody to call and you might just think, oh, that's no big deal you know, going to the grocery store and buying three things. But you know what? For some of us, those little things were such a big deal. That was a huge deal for me, you know. And just because it might not be difficult for me today, it sure the hell was back then. And we understand that, you know, changing these patterns is not an easy feat. It's not. And uh, we need support. And we're here for support, whatever, you know. Even even on good days, it's okay checking with people and say, hey, I'm having a good day. You know, it doesn't have to just be I'm struggling, I'm struggling, you know. And, and you get used to calling people when you're having a good day, and then you can call people when you're having a difficult day too because it's a little bit easier than you make a connection.
2: That's absolutely true, and I'm, um, you know, I was mindful of the fact as you were telling that story that as we go out into the world, uh, even if we're struggling, we need to be sensitive to the fact that people around us, even though we don't pr- originally perceive it to be so, are also struggling. Because, you know, we work really, really hard to try and look kind of normal, even though inside yep. we're squirrely. We're squirrely. Yep. <laughs> we can't yep. do anything. Um, yep. But the the world can't really see that. So I think the people like us uh, who are who are sensitive to these issues can see it much better than most others, and in a sense, you know, we can we can then take that experience that we've had, and perhaps help somebody else get through their life experience. Uh, and yeah. you know, that's a, that's a real gift for us to offer somebody. You know, this friendship,
0: yeah, kinship. My my sponsor yeah. said, you know, she passed away like three years ago, maybe four now, and um, she always told me something I'll never forget: Don't compare your insights to everybody else's outside. And That's that right. really helped me because, like you said, I just felt scattered and I felt anxious and, you know, I'd be having a panic attack and you might not be able to see it on the outside, but I sure was having it on the inside. And I was telling yeah. her how difficult it was for me to do these things, you know, and, and she told me that and, and I have to, shared that with so many people that said that was so helpful to hear, you know, and yeah. I keep reminding myself over and over that. She's one of those people that was- I can continue- Continue to teach us even after they're gone, you know?
2: Right. So I want to share that. Well, that's, that's absolutely true. That and there's a lot of these truisms that we learn as we go along. Another one is uh, uh, that it's not my business what somebody else thinks of me. But I, don't, I forget that all the time. You know, I, I kind of gauge whether I'm okay or not according to how I judge you gauging me, you know, yep. <laughs> not me. And, and that's really not fair. To, to ourselves
0: when we do that, but it's so common and well um, I know a so lot I, of people that, that go on that Facebook and stuff and they'll post something and they'll just get so upset about something somebody wrote, you know, and maybe that yeah, person has no yeah. idea what we're even talking about because it's not right. their experience you know or or right. they you yeah. know they just they don't know, and I know so many people that have just gotten broken down. And go on and on and on about what somebody said. Destroys their whole day or week or whatever. And it's really sad. And it's hard to explain to them that it doesn't matter. You know, you know in your heart and and your higher power knows that you are, you know, doing the best you can. And you had the best intent. And I've had people say, you know, why are you putting about your child abuse and about child abuse on your Facebook page all the time? And, you know, I've had other people hear that, too. And I say, because it's my page. (laughs) You know, if you don't like it, get off my page. I even wrote one time, if you don't like the fact that I'm posting about child abuse and and abuse, um, go back to posting pictures about your lunch. And, you know, if this (laughs) is really bothering you, please unfriend me, because I need room for people that care about these issues. Yeah. (laughs) You know, yeah. So, Yeah.
2: Well, Annie never thinks about whether other people are, are, are considering, how how other people are considering her behavior. Right, Annie?
1: Yes. I, I would like oh. to share that, Victoria. So, so much of what you said, I, I identify with that. Stuff about not being able to drag myself out of the house because I was so afraid. My husband had yeah. to drag me to the car once, and he made me go to the video store, and I had to hide. It was just awful. Um, yeah. yeah, I ca- I came from a really low place and where I would be depressed and in bed for weeks at a time and unable to get up. <clears throat> I do have to say that the, the psych medication that they gave me helped me a lot. It, oh, it that's good. Me, I mean, it gave me <laughs> some bad good. effects, but
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it
1: helped me a lot. I don't think I'd be here without it.
0: No, because I know I, I wouldn't. So they you know, said, are you going to be on that stuff the rest of your life? And I said, um, it doesn't matter if I am. Even if I am, it's just like, you know, if I had high blood pressure and I had to take high blood pressure meds for the rest of my life, you know. Um, this was helping me. Right. And, and when I first got on antidepressants, my doctor said, you've been depressed all your life, you know. And when I got on antidepressants, it like it, it was almost like, when I used to watch a black and white TV, and we got a color TV, you know, everything just was different, completely different and completely better, you know. And and I go to I went to NA for a while, and they told me, oh, if you're on psychiatric meds, you know, you're on drugs, and no, get off and get. Off. I went off them three different times because of people telling me that, and I ended up in the psych ward suicidal, you know, because I wasn't taking my meds. Uh, and um or you're doing so well you don't need to be on them or whatever you know so now if somebody says that to me i say oh are you a doctor and they'll go well no i says oh you mean you're practicing medicine without a license i think that's illegal i'll (laughs) go ask my doctor if i should be on them or not he or she has a you know medical certificate next you went to school you know (laughs) so i think i'll listen to them a good answer yeah. yeah, but I think yeah. we need to be able to, you know, stand up for ourselves as part of the whole boundary thing too. When they first start talking about boundaries and day treatment, I'm like, "What? How's a boundary? You know?" And so they tried to describe it. Oh, me it too. And I, I didn't think,
1: know what it was.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's like a foreign word. A foreign word, you know. It and was. they're describing
2: it, and
0: then I start describing what I thought it was, and they go, "No, you're talking about a wall. <laughs> it's not the same thing." <laughs> not- <laughs> you know. and then they gave me a medallion that it had a teddy bear on one side and the other side said, to thine own self be true. And I kept going back to them every time I went uh, to the meeting at the day treatment that we had classes, you know, there. And I'd go back and they'd say, they'd come to my turn and they'd say, well, how are you doing today? I said, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell to thine own self be true means. <laughs> Anybody got feedback? You know, I didn't have a clue what that meant you know, because I'd never been true to myself. It was always, you know, how can I take care of somebody else? How can I make somebody else happy? How can I make somebody else's life better? You know, I think we're really good at helping other people. But when it comes to helping ourselves, um, or at least for me, helping myself, I didn't feel I had any value or worth or deserved, you know, to get help or to get myself help or to, be good to myself you know but but I knew how to be good to other people so it's really hard you know and and sometimes uh I'll even write down what the problem is and then I'll say think to myself now what if you know think of one of my friends what if one of my friends came to me and this was going on in their life what would I tell them and and the answers are amazing (laughs)
1: how Mm -hmm.
0: nice we are to others and and then it's like okay now how do I apply that to my life you know, and it's the whole process of, of rethinking. You know. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Well, let's let's ask again for somebody to try and call in because, I mean, I even see, for example, Carol is <laughs> typing today. You know, uh, but why don't you come in and say that stuff? If you, know, but I, not I'm not necessarily her, but. Uh, you know let me give out the phone number again it's 646-595-2118 and it's the same phone number every night my suggestion is you write it down beside your computer or whatever or you put it in your phone and uh, that's the guest call in number so that's that's a great way to participate and feel like you're giving back uh, if you if you're looking for a way to do that um it's just a matter of hanging out with people who are on the show and you know Asking a question or making a comment Every now and then, it's so simple uh, But it means so much It means a lot to the people That are on the show As much as it will to you It'll mean something to both, both sides um, And it, it'll make sure that Annie Doesn't feel so alone as a host, right Annie? <laughs> 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 Alright, well let's. See. I'm the
1: quiet one
2: Yeah, you are quiet,
1: damn it. I am the quiet one. I'm always the quiet one in the group. I'm sorry. (laughs) You don't have to be
0: sorry, but but that is one thing you can put on your New Year's resolution. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, you have a lot of good things to say. I I, uh, uh, really enjoy listening to you and... uh, um, how you how you made it through some of this stuff, you know, and, and even what's going on right now with you.
2: annie has got a, a quite a a way of of sharing that's very comfortable for those of us that are out here listening to you. And you you have a lot of experience. That it's a shame you don't talk a little more. So I agree with Victoria. You, <laughs> you know, you should put it on your uh, on your on your list for something you'd like to perhaps work. Uh, improve a little bit, yeah. Because we miss you. Oh,
1: we miss you. Thank you. I will. I will. I'm gonna write it down right now. Participate more. Okay. Talk Good. more. Talk. Yeah. More. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No. I mean, I think. I always hesitate job, to
1: interrupt somebody too. I'm always afraid I'll talk over a person.
2: Well, that can Oh, be I have to but, do you know, that like sometimes, like I'm
0: doing right now to Bill. <laughs>
2: Yeah, We all do it, it's, and it's, it's common, especially with this uh, medium. You know, this particular set of software does not transmit the, the audio as quickly as some others, uh, it's certainly not lightning speed, you know. <laughs> and so there's a, there's a pregnancy in the pause that's unusual, uh-huh. and it's easy, it's easy for people to step on that. You know, I, I call it stepping on it. So did I use the P word? Sorry. <laughs>
0: Maybe that's one thing we could do, well, too, is a- leave a little more room for pods,
2: you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Annie was just about to say something and then she stopped. See? Yep, Annie. I was so going to Sorry.
1: All right. <laughs> I I was thinking about the new year and what I what I'm going to do other than talk more. I'm going to try to add music to every day, because right now I am not singing or playing an instrument every day, and I want to be. I want to be doing that. I have a lot of instruments available to me, and I do sing. And I, it's just going to be, okay, I'm going to put 30 minutes of music into every day, and I think it'll be very yeah. healing.
2: Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I have a bunch of instruments that are broken, and I have a few that are not broken. Um, but And I used to be uh, completely dedicated to uh, uh, like sometimes i 'd be in a band or a club or a singing group or whatever, and that all went away uh, and i haven 't done it for years, but I still have some of the instruments and uh, you have to keep you have to keep up practice you don't lose everything, but you do you lose some of your dexterity for for sure when you haven't played in a while i just I picked a guitar up uh, last week or so, and it was horrible what I was able to do what i wasn't able to do. But, um, you know, it meant so much, but you to me. picked
1: it up anyway,
2: that's right, that's right.
1: <coughs> I like to sing, but because I'm older, my voice is very crackly, and I don't think I should really sing publicly <laughs> because of that, but I do anyway, you know, over Christmas, I sang a lot of Christmas carols uh, with people so um, that's cool. I used to sing in a choir that was really great because it would cover up the choir would cover up my little crackles so that when <laughs> you don't have a choir to cover that up
0: <laughs> oh, I but sing I'm still my singing house that's the time.
1: important thing
0: I sing around the yeah? house all the time it makes me happy it makes me happy and you know like when I was my daughter was little she was really little. I used to sing, like, one one little uh, sentence, and then she'd try to sing another sentence that rhymed with it. And we'd make up a little song and dance around the kitchen. And, you know, I mean, Aww. and then I got to a certain point where she goes, Mother, you can't hold a tune, or... Why are you singing, you know? And I just thought I would think back to when she didn't really care that, you know, I couldn't the whole time. So I tell my kids every year when I call them up on their birthday, I go, well, it's time for mom to torture you again. I'm just saying happy birthday to you. You know, I just don't even care because it makes me happy.
2: <laughs> you made me think of something. My mother was completely tone deaf. And she put herself back into college when I was in grade school, late grade school. And she finished a degree. But the, the, the hardest part of the college degree that she got was that she was required to take an elective in music. <laughs> the teacher gave her, uh, you know, a little recorder. Said, here, learn anything in the recorder. And she had made, you know, A's and B's through all of college, and she could not play a tune could not. And uh, the guy felt sorry for her, so he gave her a C in the course. (laughs) But but she was horrible. She couldn't do it. (laughs) I, on the other hand, had a terrific, um, you know, um, ear and so forth and aptitude that wasn't recognized by my parents. And that's unfortunate because I... You know, it was I was full of it, you know, full of uh, creativity and music and stuff, and just didn't get directed. Uh, but I found out later that my natural mother, and I found this out recently, um, was herself creative. So that explains where my uh, my interest in the arts comes from. She was a dancer and, and an actress. And I think a singer, too, well, I know she's sang. I don't know how much she's saying. But, um, you know, I, I never knew that about her until just a few months ago. And that kind of explained why I was so I was so full of it. And my parents and even my sister weren't. We weren't from the same root, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I found out later in life that my mom also was an artist. And she used to... Signs like those big signs for uh, businesses and stuff, you know, and huh? and I never do. And she was all carnival; she'd paint those real fancy carnival signs, you know, that for the different, um, um, you know, um, attractions or whatever, you know, whatever they had out there, the the food vendors, things like that. And I never knew none of that because I didn't have you know nothing but. You know, I write and I draw and I'm an artist and things and people say, boy, I wish I wish I was creative like that. And I tell people, you know, we're all creative, especially survivors, because we creatively survived our abuse and we creatively survived every day, you know. And yeah. so he says, I wish I could write. I hand him a piece of paper and a pencil and i like, can you write a sentence? And he might write, the cat ran across the road. They take it back and look it over and go... You're a writer, you know. And if they say, I wish I could draw, I hand these people to say, can, can you make a stick person? Well, of course, you know, I'll draw. I'll draw it then. And, they, and they get it back and look it over. And you know, You're an artist, you know. Uh, there's a book called Artist's Way by, by Julia Cameron, and she says we get so hung up on when we go to school, learn grammar and punctuation and, you know, the right way to draw and the right way to paint and the right way to color inside the lines and all that and we limit ourselves you know we kill ourselves to not even I now was at a point where I didn't even want to pick up a pencil my therapist says you know start to journal and I was like I can't write and, and said, everyone can write you know just don't worry about spelling don't worry about punctuation, don't worry about grammar none of that just write and, and that's how I started journaling when all those rules are taken away. And that's really being creative, getting rid of all the junk that we learn and just going with what we feel. Yeah.
2: Because
0: we all are creative. Everybody in the world is creative. Again, going back to setting goals, you know, if you, if you want to learn how to draw a person with the eyes and the right plus you know, which I can care less about, <laughs> then you can get a book, you know. Uh, I taught myself how to do a lot of crafts. I do uh, macrame, and and I just learned how to do paint pour, you know. it's just dumping the paint on and wiggling around the canvas, you know. It's like, oh, that looks easy. I'm going to try it, you know. But it's sitting down and doing it, you know, making an effort and uh, uh realistic efforts. you know, not, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to build a castle by hand, you know, <laughs> a realistic goals.
1: So I had a realistic goal for this year for 2022, and I'm hurrying as fast as I can to finish it by Saturday night.
0: <laughs> you want to share? You want to share?
1: I will share. It's my new book. It's my new book and I have thirty two chapters in it and I think it's just about done.
2: Oh. So my I'm goodness. very pleased
1: about that. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. And I made I made that, you know, that promise to myself last year and I worked so hard all year on it, I really did. And uh I I accomplished it.
0: I'm kinda of surprised. That's wonderful.
2: It's amazing.
0: Yeah, it is.
2: Really good.
0: Yeah. Thank you. And if you don't get it done by Saturday night, you know there's, there's always the next year to, you know, cut the eyes across the teams yeah. or whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there will still be stuff, stuff to do. I'm already in university the universe does not, or God, or whatever you want to say, really has the time, we're the ones that made up the calendar, you
1: know.
0: <laughs> you know, we can start for today and go, well, a year from today, I'd like to do that. It doesn't have to be on the first.
2: <laughs> well, I, I am um, in awe of somebody that writes a book. I can't write. Well, I, I guess I could, I could write, but... Uh, I, I I had so many blocks to writing growing up and putting things together that um, I stopped trying. That's what it was. But I... Um, yeah, but you, you do write, Bill. Major...
0: You write stuff for NASCA.
2: You do write. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, I, I like stars. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> of I course. Have, uh, I have some major websites, you're absolutely right, that I've done for... There's one that I've continuously edited for 20 years. and uh, I'm, I'm actually yeah. considering suspending it because it's enough. I'm not getting reaction from it. But that's the community yeah. policing one. And now I've got right. NASCA going for, you know, quite a few years. And um, exactly. that's the one that's active and there's lots of things going on. But, you know, it meant that when I was growing up, it also meant that I, I never wrote letters. I was afraid to write letters because I had such terrible handwriting and terrible spelling, and I was embarrassed. Yeah. I could not. Yeah. I could not. I couldn't. And I was a smart guy, you know, a smart kid, but I could not remember how to spell receive, you know, simple words. Right. Is the I yeah. first or is the E first, you know? And I couldn't tell the difference by looking at it, so I stopped, yeah. I stopped trying, basically. Well, what's
0: right, what's nice now is grammar check, except grammar check, you know, like I'll spell words, and my spelling is so far off that it can't even figure out what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) I wear wear dentures, but sometimes I'm talking into my phone, and it can't understand me. (laughs) Like, well, man, and uh, um, I mean, there's a lot of tools now, but. You know, you gotta know how to use the tools. That's another thing. You know, my my kids, I gave me a phone, and it was a smartphone, which I tell them quit buying me the smart things They make me feel stupid. So I got all my phone. I'm going on a trip. I got all my phone numbers written on a piece of paper. My daughter goes, I put them in your address book, mother. You don't need that paper. And I said, I don't even know how to get into that ad, damn address book. You know. <laughs> Right. I knew I can barely dial the phone. So I can barely get into the phone to dial it, you know. So I need my paper and I'll take that away. So then I get out to uh, we went to um we went um to South Padre Islands, me and my friend and uh got down there and kept getting lost. And it came back, damn we we're getting lost all the time. My daughter's like, Well God, mother, don't get your GPS? I go, My GPS, what? <laughs> She's like your GPS is in your to tell me how to get places. And I said, well, I can't use the damn address book. <laughs> so she shows me how to use it. And a couple of weeks later, she's like, Mom, you said you're going to the store tomorrow. And I go, yep. She goes, you know how to get there? And I go, yep, I'm using my EPA. Oh, God, Mother, don't use your grade point average. You'll never get to place please use your GPS. <laughs> <laughs> And I kept calling the GP And the kid "GPS, going, I said, you don't know what I mean. <laughs> I'm of harassing your mother. <laughs> so then they gave me a smart TV, and, you know, that's another whole nightmare. <laughs> and they put all this other stuff on there, you know, these different, I don't even know what they're called, but. You know, like the Netflix and this and that and all that. And they put it on my TV and they're like, oh, well, just use the second controller. I go, I can barely use the first one. <laughs> Great. Great. Giving me this smart stuff. Now they go, oh, yeah, your computer could hook up to your TV and you can, you know, do this and that. And oh, my God. I just want my, you know, I just, I just want my phone that plugs into the wall and it's rotary dial, you know. I don't even care if it's the party line. And, and she's like, what's the party line. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, you got to wait till the other person gets done talking because two people or three people have the same phone number. She's like, what?
2: <laughs> I like that GPS story.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. And then we're going, my daughter's trying to get my house, so she's got her GPS on. She's, I don't know how many times she's been here, and we live 15 minutes away. So, anyway, she's using the GPS, and my grandkids in the back seat, and look, kid and goes, Hey, Mom, I need your phone. And she goes, You can't have my phone right now, because I'm trying to get to Grandma's house with my GPS. And... and and Luca goes, God have your phone I have the phone, I gotta have your phone. You gotta, gotta have your phone and she says, I told you you can't have it, I got an use the GPS and I go, Why do you use the phone so bad? You know, like he's having a the next next to the kids and that light, on fire and um Luca goes, Because I I have DO dad- in the love. You know, I'm just I said, You know, my grandpa used to tell we were bored, but Look out the window, enjoy the scenery. Oh boy, did I get a look! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, things are
0: things
2: are changing. Change is uh, scary, but it's actually a good thing. Um, yeah. And when you when you walk through the fear, and you get into change. Uh, that's when you grow. You don't you don't grow until you change, really. You exactly. to, you to, um if you stagnate, you're not gonna go anywhere, of course. You know. That's right. You'll grow m- right. you grow moss and mosquitoes, you know? <laughs> That's what <laughs> it's Yep. But um You know, and and so I'll ask
0: my kids a question, you know, and I'll say, you know, how do I do this or that? And it's probably really simple you can just answer me but instead they go, Godmother, just do it. Or it's on YouTube.
2: <laughs> like,
0: can't you just answer my question? It's going to take me longer to find it in Google <laughs> than it would explain it, and then I can understand what Google's trying to tell me. <laughs> but my son is really good because he's I don't know um, into computer things, IT or something, whatever the hell that means. And anyway, so. He is really patient with me. He looks on, and, and uh, I'll try to be doing something on the computer, and he'll just be so calm and explain it. And Then my computer goes off, and I'll say, oh, my computer went off. And he's like, that's okay, Mom. Just wait a minute and turn it back on. Okay, now go here. I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. No, Mom, listen, turn your phone on. Show me what you're doing. And then so now he takes over the computer, you know. He can send me an email if I can get in the email, which sometimes that takes a while. Get in the email, say it's okay for him to take over the computer. And then I watch how he does with the, you know, I'm watching him what he's doing and he's explaining it. And I'm like, oh, this was really helpful. <laughs> when he was little, he was in monster care. He'd come over on the weekends. And that was way back, way, way back when the
2: computers were
0: first starting. And I didn't even know how to like copy and paste nothing. So I, you know, was writing all these questions down. He came over for the weekend, and I said, I need to know how to do this. So he just, like, did it for me. And I said, you need to show me, Rick. And he goes, is this easier for me to do? And I says, well, that's fine because I'm writing all this stuff down next week. You have to show it to me all over again. (laughs) I just do it slow enough so I can write it down. Okay, mother. (laughs) It's like so. I learned how to copy and paste and things like that, you know. But, but it was a slow going. But I was, you know, people say, "Oh boy, you've really, you know, um, um, you're really, you know, intense on trying to learn something or whatever." And I just too damn sure not to. <laughs> it's not that I'm accomplishing things because I have such high motivation. It's just I'm stubborn. (laughs) I'm like, this is not going to get me down. This is not going to stop me, you know? So I, I look at stubborn as a good word,
2: (laughs) you know? I agree. Because are on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But but that whole taking risks, you know, that was that was really hard for me, taking any kind of a risk to to make little even little tiny changes, you know, like like I said, even that risk to go to the grocery store was just overwhelming. Right. You know. Right, right. And now yeah. you know I still get into the grocery store and a lot of times have panic attacks if there's like too many choices of peanut butter
2: I just
0: <laughs> you know, I'm price comparing and looking at the sizes and deciding what I'm going to make. And, you know, I'm standing there forever. And I was so bad with my panic attacks and stuff. I would just sit down and start crying in the store. Um, that's how bad it got. And so I, I've i got some workers uh-huh. that, that go shopping with me, and I just tell them, don't leave me. Don't leave me in the store alone, you know, just you know, you might not think that buying peanut butter is a difficult you know, thing to do, but for me it could be an overwhelming task. <laughs> you know, I often just order my my groceries. So
1: yeah. I don't have to go into the store. Yep,
0: yeah. yeah. And an the, easy you know way there's out. a lot more things you can do, a lot more things you can do that way that you couldn't do before, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know. So some things make life a lot easier. But um, um, I was at the airport and I was having panic attacks left and right. And they told me I couldn't check in oh. on an app. And I'm like, can I just check in? And then I went over to the baggage and they said I could save five dollars. Each piece of luggage. If I went on the app, and I go, I don't do apps. I will pay the extra five dollars a bag. <laughs> Let me get this over. <laughs> so I looked at the word apps and I started telling everybody, "Do you know the apps? The four letter word."
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: My kids will go, "Go on the app and you can get free fries." They go, "I'll pay for the fries. I'm not doing the app." <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's funny. Oh. I um, I I get I have to take drugs all the time, right? You know, medications and and yeah. so forth for the various illnesses <laughs> that I'm experiencing. But um, it bothers me that I have to go to the drugstore so much, so much at a time, so many times. And I got an offer from the drugstore uh, on my text, you know, my phone on it as a text, that if I wanted to, I could get free delivery of my next uh, pickup. My yeah. next, um, and I couldn't believe it. So I went ahead and tried. I had, I had three bottles or something. It wasn't a huge amount of bucks, but the point is that. It was hard for me to get in and out of the car, and it was inconvenient to, t- to take the time. And, you know, I, I, I had to make sure I had uh, my pain with me and all this stuff. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, instead, I ordered the, um, the drugs, and they were supposed to, they, they promised me they'd be there the next, you know, by the middle of the next day. They were there in like an hour, the same day. Yeah. Because the guy yeah. showed up. Wow. And had bag with my three things in it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah,
0: no cost, no cost. Well, I used so, I used to have the nurse come out to my house. Um, sometimes I'd have her uh, come out every week to fill my med containers because I just I couldn't do it and I'd forget whether I took my meds or not. And right. and then I found a pharmacy that prepacks the meds in these little bubble packs. So and they're all by week and they're all by date, and you just punch out the time that you take the meds. So I was forgetting to take them at thirty times. So, hey, I got an alarm on my phone, you know. Had to have my daughter show me how to use it. But I got an alarm on my phone, and it goes off, and it says take your meds and eat lunch. See, I have to add on eat as well because <laughs> I don't remember to eat, you know. But, but yeah, I, looked, I was telling my worker that. I said, you know, I don't have to have a nurse come out every week now and fill those meds, and they deliver, too. You know, and so they'll call me up and say, hey, your meds are ready. If I forget that, oh, you know, yeah, I got a few days left. You know, I can't figure out that I got to um, uh, go pick up meds. And and they call me up and say, your meds are ready. And I'll be, oh, I, pre- I mean, I'm so grateful that I have that.
2: What, what does it cost to do the bubble pack thing?
0: Nothing. It comes with the this uh um drugstore that i go with
2: really okay
0: yeah it's a certain pharmacy that does it and and uh they they uh pre-bubble pack everything so and it's each day is a different um or each time of the day is a different color so my mornings are yellow and then the afternoons are white and evenings are i think blue and and nighttimes are orange and they come on a strip and then it's got Every week is a different page. Wow. And so you can go, oh, boy, I can't remember if I took my meds this morning. You can go and look and go, yeah, I took them. Or, oh, no, I didn't take them, you know. And, uh, and it hey, really, I'm, really helps.
2: I, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I can see how that would be very helpful. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 70 in March, so I'm getting up there. <laughs> and I've had a bunch of medical problems as I alluded to before, that have meant um, a difficulty in in my being mobile because I have to now use canes and walkers and stuff occasionally. It's that bad. Yeah. When I um, go out, you know, I, I have a hard time sometimes getting back because our house is um, is a, a one set of steps higher than the street. And so yeah. there's a, there's a c- cement steps that go down and up, up and down. And, you know, coming up up or down the steps is dangerous. It was. It, it is Depending on you know what point in my uh, illness I am. Sometimes it's really dangerous. Sometimes it's impossible. I got to look into you know you, you. I know you have helpers that come over and stuff, but I don't. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind getting some help occasionally anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know myself so.
0: And then my my daughter was is going through this one company that uh, that gets um, <clears> her <throat> dog food and different things delivered, you know. And I mean, I was totally big, you know, a lot of groceries with adding that dog those dog food cans. And I mean, I ordered a whole case of dog food, and I've been using it up, you know. And it's like, wow, is this ever convenient, <laughs> you know? So I mean, there are things that can make. Our life a little bit easier yeah. and then um, I was when I moved in here they told me that I could get housekeeping services and I was so opposed to it because I told my son yeah I can keep my house up you know and I kept bringing it up and bringing it up and after four months because I had two or three companies that were asking me and if I want to get that yet and finally one of them I just said do you, do, do you think I don't keep my house up good enough? Is that why you keep trying to get me to do this? No, you keep your house up fine. We just thought, you know, if we had somebody help you out with that, you, you've got so many other things you're doing, you know. But but right. I just had this image in the back of my head that they just thought I was a horrible housekeeper, and that's why they kept trying to get me to service, you <laughs> know. Uh-huh. But sometimes we just got to <laughs> check stuff out with <laughs> people. <laughs>
2: Instead of just. Well, I, think, that. I think some of this comes under, you know, senior services or something. And I really mm-hmm. haven't explored any of that, so right. um, I probably need to. I need to branch out and find some. I don't know what it would yeah. be, but I, I could. I could find it, I guess. Um, I do.
0: Yeah, you're take really resourceful for helping other people find resources. That's that's what somebody said to me. How come you don't have these resources? You're good at helping everybody else find resources. I'm like, yeah, I got lots of energy when I'm trying to work. <laughs> you know, work on a project for somebody else. <laughs> But, right. yeah, it's just putting that time aside and saying, hey, I'm worth it. To try to check into this, you know, and, and put that time, time aside. Because you're so busy with all that you do for NASCA. But you've got to keep going, too.
2: So I've been um, pretty good about keeping, like, doctor's appointments. And the hospital is a... Uh... Well, it's over where you were, uh, Victoria. Three miles away, right? <laughs> you were across yeah. the street from us. That's my hospital. That's my doctor. So, um, right. You know, I, I um, actually when this started, I was having a problem uh, because I could park my car, but then the walk between the parking lot and the, whatever office I was going to in the hospital was killing me. Um, yeah. And so I, I started to. This is when Uber had just uh, kind of come into existence. And uh, I started to take Uber over to the hospital. And my goodness, how, how what a treat that was. Because they drop you off in front of the place.
0: Yeah. And yep. they
2: bring you back and they drop you off in front of your house. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't do it now, but if I if I start to suffer again, uh, you know, uh, from my leg An option. and so forth, yeah. do, I will. Yeah. Right.
0: So, Annie, how are you doing over there?
1: <laughs> I'm doing fine, thank you. I love Uber. I was without a car for a long time. Well, I had a car, it just didn't go. And so I used Uber a lot. And it is, it's such a luxury you don't have to, you know, walk to the bus stop and you don't have to walk when you get to your location and try and get all the way. I mean, door-to-door mm-hmm. help. It's just wonderful. And, yeah, uh, and you know restaurants know what, I,
0: bring me food. Yeah, it has an app. you know that? Uber is an app. <laughs> what I've been doing is calling my dad. <laughs> yes, it say. is
1: an app. Saying, uh, saying, i saying, I need an it, Uber.
0: She goes, you know, you got an app on your phone, mom. And I remember I have a hard time with apps. She says, okay, tell me where you're at and where you're going. And I'll I'll order you the Uber. I say, okay, I'll pay you next week. <laughs> and you ordered me an Uber? <laughs> goes, and orders me an Uber. And I'm just so grateful that I have somebody I can call to use an app for me. <laughs> you know, if I have my worker here. And I just found out that, that if I'm going someplace that I know I'm going in a van, that I can order an Uber in a van. So I have a worker that comes over. So when she comes over, I started a new, where I meet with a guy once a week for an hour, and I could stay after and do art. And anyway, um, to work on my, my art, pro, you know, like projects and stuff, I just got into a gallery show. The first time I got in a gallery show. And it's supposed to start December 23rd, which you had a blizzard, so I'm not sure if it did start on that day. But anyway, it goes um, till March 12th. And this guy is helping me, you know, make goals and stuff to get in these gallery shows and in these art shows and things, and work on projects because that's one thing that I wanna that I've wanted to do for a long time. And I finally decided that every week I'm gonna go go to this place, you know. But I got to take a Uber over to the mall because I don't drive, and take two buses to get over there, and then walk I don't know two blocks or something, and it's been like 10 below, and feels like 20 below, which that don't make sense. Why is it not just 20 below? But that's another issue. (laughs) So I haven't been going the last few weeks, but um, but it's just nice to you know because I have a hard time uh, manipulating the bus buses, and. Um, I I lost my license, um, first of all, because I smashed up two cars and uh, my kids made me promise I'd never drive again. And I had this um, company called Metro Mobility, which takes people with disabilities, like grocery stores and stuff. I have medical rides too, but this is a separate thing. And my worker got me unlimited rides on, but for some reason because of COVID, I don't have enough drivers, so they're not coming to pick me up. So the thing is with this Uber thing, if I know I'm going to go every Wednesday, I could set it up ahead of time. I thought you had, to, you know, like with a regular cab, I always thought you had to call the same day or something like that. So you can set up Uber ahead of time. And my worker knows how to do that app. she got it all set up on my phone. I just can't work it. and And so she can come over. You know, and this is all planning though, because I got to write down during the week what I want a worker to do when they get here. And I had I had several workers quit because they just wanted to come over and watch TV with me. And they came over and I had a lift. <laughs> you know, these are the things I need to get done today, and uh, I need you to help me prioritize them. And and some of them, you know, just were like, whoa, you know. This is not what I usually do. (laughs) Well, this is your job description. (laughs) I had one worker that was falling asleep on me all the time. I had another worker that was what do they think
2: their job is? To be a companion? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah,
0: they think that. Yeah, but it's not in their job description. It's supposed to be helping me with goals. But a lot of people don't have many goals. So they you know, take them to the second-hand store and just walk around and look at stuff or whatever, you know, which is fine if that's, you know, what they want to use their time for. It. But right. i got things I want other things I want to do, you know. And, and so i right. got a
2: list of stuff.
0: So tomorrow my worker's coming over, and I'm going to help her. I'm going to have her help me set up my ride for next week, you know. And then um, a week from this Sunday, I'm going to California. And I have Yay. a really hard time at the airport. Yeah, my kids invited me to California um, for five days, and uh, I'm
1: in California.
0: Where are you in California? Long, Long Beach.
1: Beach, right next to LA. Oh, really?
0: Well, I'm and, in and Anaheim. Where LA. are you going?
1: I'm going in Anaheim. Yeah, Anaheim. Anaheim, I know where that is. That's easy.
0: Yeah, that's where that's where I'm gonna be. And uh, my son got an Airbnb, I guess, and uh, we're gonna be out there. So I asked my daughter, "Well, what are we getting when we're out there?" And she goes, well, "I got an itinerary." And I goes, "Oh, really? What are we doing?" She says, "Well, it's a surprise." And I made a weird face because we have a weekly meeting on Messenger and uh, family meeting, and and she goes, "Quit making that face. or We're gonna just go look at houses." <laughs> I'll cancel everything. But it's, it's going to be my, my daughter, her husband, my grandchild, uh, my former husband and I, who I live with, and uh, my son and uh, his girlfriend. Um, we're all going to be staying out there. And it's going to be from the 7th wow. to the 11th. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got, you know, they've got things set up to do and everything. And they, Rick called and said, hey, uh, do you guys want to go to, California for your Christmas and birthday presents because Vinny, my former husband, who lives with me, um, his birthday is on Christmas Day and mine's January 30th. And then, of course, Christmas fall in there too, you know. So he said, "Well, how about for
2: your, you know,
0: Christmas presents and birthday presents? You know, um, we bring you out
2: to California for five days." Well, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to meet you guys, uh, yeah. uh, Probably. We may have to eat out at a restaurant that's close to where you're staying because I don't know if we want to mess up their kitchen, you know. But whatever. Oh, that's going to be a um, big thing. No. Well, well, we'll figure we'll figure out how we're. Yeah, doing we'll it. figure but, something know, out. Yeah. Yeah. My son, and
0: my son got this well. Airbnb, Annie, and um, you know, he sent me the pictures and stuff, so I went and looked at the pictures and everything, and I sent it to my girlfriend, and she's reading it, and it's going. They've got motion sensors, so uh, not motion, uh, noise sensors, so if it gets too loud, it notifies the, the owners. And then it's also got you can't have guests unless they're approved. And, and so I'm going, where are you reading this? She goes, it's right there on what you sent me. And I said, oh, I guess I didn't read none of that stuff. I just was looking at the pictures. <laughs> I go, will just look at the pictures? <laughs> I'm
2: pretty sure that they're talking about, you know, not having overnight guests. Yeah. Fact, you know, if somebody yeah. drops by for an hour or two, how are they going yeah. to complain about that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then so, um, so I told my son, I says, why did you get a place I got to get my guests with girls. He goes, what? And I said, did you to read that thing. <laughs> And I called up them and I just teasing I called them up and said, Hey, all I need is your uh, social security number, your fingerprints, your birthday <laughs> 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 and, and then you can come over and visit. <laughs> I was like, This is
2: so weird. I
0: Any mean, you need to get up. That's crazy. But, but anyway, pretty
2: close. we should get together, Annie, you and I, you know, at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's too. Is,
2: it, I I'm in Long Beach. Down the where
1: are where do you live? Where do
2: you live? Downtown, I live near downtown.
1: Okay. huh. I live
2: on the north well, let's side do that. of the, of downtown. On the Pasadena Freeway. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. I will um, come
1: visit you if you invite me.
2: Oh, that'd be great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I went down and seen. I went down and seen Bill when I was in uh, California the last time. NASCA has a, a conference every year, so I went down for that conference and uh, got to see, meet Bill and everything because I'd never met Bill before live in person.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Now she regrets it. No, I don't. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I wouldn't want to see again if I regretted it. No, yeah. I had a wonderful time. Well, we've got four so, minutes
1: left in our show tonight.
0: Right. Anybody want to
1: bring so up Bill, anything are, quick before we, we special, say goodnight?
0: Yeah, Bill, you're our special guest, so so you wrap up the the, the start of it, the the new year and uh, um, making goals for the new year and coming to the end of the old year.
2: Well, I think the first thing that needs to happen is uh, the taking of an inventory. And I don't mean a deep you know a deep dive into what we've done, but you know if you're if you're trying to uh, assess how well you've done with your re- resolutions, you need to take an inventory. And I think you know if if we maybe start this year with the intention of of uh, following through at the end of at the end of next year. With that inventory, we will have a tool that's really worthwhile because you don't unless you measure something, you don't really know. You have a sense of it. You you know you're going along, but here's the thing: we we need to know what we're not doing well, and we need to not fear that. We need to um, you know uh, be easy on ourselves too, but um, but we want to accomplish some changes. You know we want to accomplish some um, some the benefit of recovery, which is that you can heal. You know, you can heal not – you don't heal all at once, and we know this, but you um, you can heal a great deal uh, through the process of, you know, doing everything. Uh, to and um, perhaps one of them is I, we have to work on NASA, and I'm just saying this to the two of you. I'll say it to the audience too, but NASCA needs um, kind of an invigoration of energy or something. Uh, And um, we're, we are the, you know, some of us are, are the core group that I don't have any doubt will be with us for some time and we get a lot out of it and we have no problem telling people that. But then, you know, we have more work to do that we no longer have enough people to do it. And that's, you know, that means that we're going to drop some, some services um, in order to, you know, keep the basic thing going, like the radio show, for example. So anyway, I I congratulate everybody for making it another year at NASCA. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, and I look forward to the next year. I look forward to being with you guys too, you know. And I thank you all for everything you do. For the community that surrounds us now, you know, uh, we don't have to go looking for each other. We we got each other, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's that's a big gift. Yeah, so I've been reaching out to a lot
0: more lot more people too, with with letting them know. And uh, my my the uh, kind of new thing is um, reaching out to uh, parents who um, I've been. Um, investigating with, with different parents, I mean, the program and stuff about, you know, how to feel about you know, the way that you let your kids know about safety and about, you know, body protection and that sort of things And, and uh, they, they're all confused about it. And, you know, I tell them, hey, look on Nathana, and I show me exactly how to get there and where to go. You know, and, and a lot more survivors. Um, I've cards now that I'm missing out and sure am not sure, to out, you know, you don't have to call me, but your here, the website, there's a lot of information on it. And even on Christmas, I met two people that, that one was a teacher that's really interested in getting in touch with us, finding more about us. And another was a survivor that I've known since 2010 when I got back to Minnesota from being homeless. And he said he never told anybody that he's a survivor of abuse, you know, and I've known him all this time in the program. And um, and I think one thing is that you know he's a guy, you know. And I all I said on Christmas Day was, "Christmas is hard for survivors of you know child abuse." He said, "Well, I'm a survivor of child abuse, and you know what you mean; it's really hard." And I've never told anybody I'm a survivor. Right. You know, I didn't want to mention. He just told me, but <laughs> you know. And I gave the information for Nalca, and I just send information and in about the radio show and, just I just continuing you know like anything just keep inviting people to come in and and uh, um, you know your excitement for the program or for the mission and everything is it's gonna uh, other people are gonna see that so if you are in NASCA um, or you want to be um, everyone's welcome and uh, we we can all outreach well, we all family members and we can all tell other groups other people about the family ask
2: okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, both of you ladies. And Annie, I think it's time to play the music and get out of here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you, thank you everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you so
2: show, day. Bye. Well,
0: okay. God bless. Now,